With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For one more beer for me, exile means quality, so savagely. John Miller here, Instant Reaction Podcast following Iowa's win against Rutgers. That is something I never thought I would say. <laughs> but it just seems um, it just seems like the thing to do. Iowa 71, Rutgers 69, Joe Wieskamp banks in a three from a dead baseline angle. I don't even know the physics involved to how that was possible. He must have been, I don't know, four or five inches to the, the middle of the court side of a dead-on baseline shock. Maybe. I, I, it, the ball banked in about as far on the upper left side of the backboard as can be possible. I think it even may have touched the white, the white outline, not the little square behind the rim. I'm talking the white outline of the backboard. I don't know how that shot went in. Iowa down by one with 3.3 seconds, full court pass inbound, goes through the hands of, I believe, Tyler Cook, only to be grabbed by Joe Wieskamp, and he hits, grabs it, spins, turns, shoots, and it banks in. One of the most inconceivable shots to go in that I can recall an Iowa player making. Back-to-back games where Iowa has hit a three pretty much at the buzzer to win the game when it was training. After how many years, how many attempts where Iowa had the ball down one, two points, a shot could make it. I think they were like, I don't know, four and 25 or just Scott Dockerman of The Athletic had an article on that earlier this week. You can go and read that. I'm sorry that I don't recall the stats specifically. And yes, The Athletic is a subscription website, but I highly encourage you to subscribe. Um, great work on that site. Scott does awesome work too. Holy freaking crap. So when Iowa beat, oh gosh, I can't even remember now who they beat earlier this week. Oh, Northwestern. When Iowa beat Northwestern earlier this week on Bohannon's three, they were down two. With 13 seconds remaining, Iowa dribbled up. Of course, and the ball went off the foot of the Northwestern player. There was about three seconds left. Timeout, Iowa. 
and Bohannon hit the amazing shot. Um, the Rutgers player had hit a three-pointer to put Rutgers up by one. Rutgers was down two, hit the three. They're up one, the rack's going crazy, 3.3 seconds left in Iowa. Does that. Just, I just cannot believe what we've seen in this week. It's incredible, incredible. I, 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 I had tweeted out earlier in the game when Bohannon was making a couple just insane shots. I said that he's the most clutch Iowa player maybe in 30 years, and I know that he missed a free throw late, but still. The most clutch Iowa player in 30-plus years. And somebody tweeted at me, Andre Woolard. I remember a winner, maybe it was 94, 95, 95, 96, somewhere in there. Iowa lost three consecutive Big Ten games by, I think, one point. And in each of those games, Woolrich missed a shot that would have won the game in each of those three consecutive games. I remember this distinctly because I shattered three remote controls. Again, I think I've shared that before. I was a little emotional. But it's incredible. Um, You know, we, we can debate whether or not Isaiah Moss should have played more in that second half. I think that he should have. Uh... He, he he got in in the last play, cold off the bench because he's a shooter. But I don't know why Moss just gets forgotten on the Iowa bench in second halves. He scored 17 points. He, he had 12 at halftime. He was the primary reason that Iowa was even in this game. He was the one that was playing full speed, full intensity in the first half. His effort kept Iowa in this game. I just, I don't get that. Now, I texted Rob Howe before I wrote something stupid that I probably would have regretted. And Rob brought up, brought up a great point that Connor in over Moss allows Bohannon to play the two. And that's a good point. I think we see Iowa needs Bohannon to play the two at times when they need to score some points. So anyway, I don't want to belabor that too much. Bohan with 18 in the game, Moss with 17, Cook with 12, Wieskamp with 9. was his first made three-point basket was the winner. Garza with 7, Bear with 6, and Connor with 2. Unofficially, Iowa with 15 turnovers in this game, 13 for Rutgers unofficially. Um, total rebounds, Iowa with 33, Rutgers with 34, and I'm surprised it was that close. Offensive rebounds, Rutgers 14, Iowa 12. I thought that number would have been worse. Iowa shot 46.3% for the game. Rutgers shot 45.6% for the game. Iowa 8 of 21 from 3, Rutgers 7 of 20 from 3. Very similar. Iowa 13 of 18 from the line, and Rutgers 10 of 18 from the line, and there's your game. And oh, what a game that was. I've got to pull up the standings here. Pardon my uh, typing in the background. Uh, I'm and go to the Big Ten standings. Uh, by the way, Iowa with 20 wins, 20 and 5. It's the sixth time that Iowa has had 20 wins in their first 25 games of the season in school history. The 15-16 team was 20-5 and five at one point. The 88-89 team was also 20-5. and five. The 86-87 team was better than 20-5. Remember, they started 18-0. and 0. The 69-70 team finished 20-5. and five. 
And I think the 55-56 Iowa team that lost to Bill Russell and the San Francisco Dons in the championship game, they were 20-5 and five before losing that championship game to finish 20-6. This year's Iowa team becomes the sixth team to be 20-5 and five at one point in time in a season. Incredible. This team was 4-14 four and 14 in Big Ten play last year. They came into the season with a hideous streak of being down by 17 or more points at Big Ten road venues. That was only snapped following Iowa's road loss at Purdue earlier this season. Iowa, when they were playing against Northwestern earlier this week, with three seconds, with, with I don't know, was it four minutes left or two minutes left? Their win, their the Northwestern's win percentage was ninety nine point three percent. After Northwestern made the three pointer today, it was ninety nine point nine percent. Seems a bit high with three point three seconds left. That seems a bit high. But in other words, what you've seen in back to back games per statistical probabilities is one in 100, one in 100 type of victories for Iowa. Obviously, the statistics were not in their favor to win either one of these games. And Iowa won them both. Incredible. Iowa is now nine and five in Big Ten play. Tied in the loss column for fourth place with Maryland and Wisconsin. Maryland's 10 and 5. Iowa hosts Maryland on Tuesday night. There's no bigger fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes than Iowa's premier dish retailer, Big Dog Satellite and Solar. If you can't watch live, there's no better way to record every game than the hopper from Dish. Search or call Big Dog today and ask for the Hawkeye Tailgater Special. But I got to tell you, I'm exhausted watching that game. I didn't get off the couch for two hours. Two hours didn't get off the couch. And I was exhausted because of the way that game was allowed to be played. I am sick and tired of my favorite sport, college basketball being held hostage by the level of grabbing and clutching that is allowed to take place. Every freaking year, well, there's going to be an emphasis on contact this year. There's going to be an emphasis on hand checking. There's going to be an emphasis to clean up the game and clean up freedom of motion and movement to get the game back to the way it was intended to be played, which I'm all for all of those things, but it's bullcrap. That happens in November and December. And then we get to Big Ten play, and it's rugby again. Rugby again. That game today, Jordan Bohannon, the guy guarding Jordan Bohannon could have been called for a foul every freaking time down the court. The clutching and grab, if you put a hand on a player with the ball on the perimeter, it should be a foul. Should be a foul. Period. But it's rarely called. You're allowed to put a hand on somebody when they're dribbling or they're driving. Should be a foul. 
and this isn't like I'm not bemoaning this game. I'm bemoaning the sport. I'm bemoaning what the Big Ten allows to happen. Clean it up. And if that means there's a season of nothing but whistles in order to get to a better place for the sport, where there's more freedom of moment, freedom of motion, I don't care. What we're seeing is just freaking like Detroit Pistons bad boys and Pat Riley's thug nicks, thug nicks. When I say thugs, I'm talking about physical contact in a sport that is meant to be move your feet. Move your feet or you get beat. And if you get beat, that doesn't mean you grab and pull somebody. That's a foul. If you get beat, you lose that possession. I'm so tired of it. It's just not basketball. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It's a meat grinder. And there's nothing fun about that. Basketball is a game that is meant to show and spotlight athleticism, quickness, fluidity, movement. It's not this physical tug fest. And granted, in the 80s, Big Ten basketball, it wasn't for feigning violence. It was physical down the block and the Panthers banging. That's going to happen when you're trying to establish post position. Yes, that's going to happen. I'm talking about on the perimeter. I'm talking about when guys have the ball and they're trying to make a move and they can't because they're being grabbed. There's no place in that for basketball. And this game was a freaking rock fight. And I don't mean that in a complimentary way. It's not basketball. That's how Rutgers can win. I think Iowa beats Rutgers by 10 or more when they play in the Iowa City in a week or so. That's why this game worried me all week. Because Iowa is not gifted with guards who can create their own shots off dribble drives consistently. And the one player that can more often than the others didn't play hardly at all over the last 12 minutes, and that's Isaiah Moss. I mean, it was, that, that was ugly. That was intense. That was too physical. And this Iowa team is tough as nails. Tough as nails. Rutgers chose to double team. Rutgers chose to double team Bohan. 3.3 seconds left. And of course, Iowa couldn't get him the ball. I mean, the, that la- it's pure luck. You know, Chad Leistico of the Des Moines Register tweeted something out earlier this week. See if I can find it here real quick because I just retweeted it because Rob Howe of Hawkeye Nation posted it. Leistico said, if you subscribe to thinking in Ken Pomeroy's ratings, an interesting tidbit about Iowa basketball. Last year, the Hawkeyes ranked 341st out of 351 Division I teams in Ken Pomeroy's luck category. This year, they're 29th out of 353. Only Marquette is higher. Adam Jacoby followed this up to something I tweeted. Lower relative to... So, I, what I then went in and I, and I looked up what Pomeroy's definition of luck is, and here's what it means. Luck is the deviation in winning percentage between a team's actual record and their expected record using correlated Gaussian method. The luck factor has nothing to do with the ratings calculation, but a team that is very lucky will tend to be rated lower by my system than their record would suggest. So basically, 
I it, it means Iowa is winning more games than it probably should have based on the offensive and defense, defensive efficiency ratings combined. And I have probably seen that. Iowa's 20 and 5. They very well right now, just with this week alone, be 18 and 7. But they won back-to-back games when the win probabilities gave them a less than 1% chance in each of those games, and they won them both. All right, Iowa 20-5, remaining schedule. Home against Maryland on Tuesday night. Home against Indiana on Friday night. Then they go on the road next Tuesday, February 26th, at Ohio State. Then home against Rutgers on Saturday, March 2nd. At Wisconsin on Thursday, March 7th and at Nebraska on Sunday, March 10th. Six games left in Iowa's Big Ten season. If Iowa goes three and three, they get to 23 wins in the regular season, something they've only done one time in program history, and that is in 86, 87. If they just go three and three, now, obviously, it's the 86 87 team. But they, they, they went 30 and 5, so they ended the regular season with four losses, and they won one, two, three games in the tournament. So they were 27 and 4 going into that tournament. So they're not going to likely get to, no, well, they're not going to get to 27 in the regular season. 27 wins in the regular season is a school record. But boy, there is a lot on the table for this team. Now, that's a, what is that, a Q, Q2 win on the road against the 85? Yeah, that's a, that's a quadrant two win. I was undefeated in quadrant two games, by the way. Got a Q1 opportunity this week against Maryland on Tuesday, and then another Q2 opportunity home against Indiana. Q1 opportunity on the road against Ohio State. The Rutgers home game would be a Q2 or Q3. Um, anyway, Iowa's got an opportunity to improve its position, improve its seeding, its playing for seeding. It's in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we don't want to see them lose six consecutive games. But how about this? Iowa's undefeated. In February, the three now. Granted, uh, needed some miracles, but the three now. February hasn't always been kind to this program. Can't be better, any better than three and with the three games. That Maryland game on Tuesday night is going to be something. What time is that game played? That is played on Tuesday night. Where is Maryland? That is a 7 p.m. game, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if Pomeroy's game times show up in Eastern time or Central time. But uh, that was fun, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I mean, it was history. You, you, you may live another 30 or 40 years before you see something like that. You know, Keith Murphy of WHOTV in Des Moines tweeted out himself the best back-to-back game, basically game winners in Iowa history. And I don't, I mean, what, let me see. It's both first Bohannon and now Wieskamp. Best back-to-back finishes in Hawkeye history, question mark. He's not saying that it was. 
And I tweeted at him right away that I couldn't remember for sure if Luke Recker had made back-to-back game winners in the Big Ten tournament. And then uh, Justin Van Leer, some of you know him as Storm and Spake, said that, yes, I, Luke Recker had done that. The Iowa beat number one seed in Wisconsin and beat Indiana. I think probably back-to-back game winners at the buzzer-ish in the Big Ten tournament, probably bigger, but that team, I don't think, I don't think they made the NCAA tournament. That was the O. It was a disappointing team, Reggie and Luke were seniors. So maybe this is because I was in position to do, you know, some better things this year than what that team did. So maybe these are. It's a debate. It's a fun debate to have. I, I think we may be able to say this. It's one of the most incredible weeks for the Iowa basketball program this century. If it's not number one, it's got to be number two. And by weeks, I mean seven days. We'll talk to you on Monday.